I want to tell you about a podcast you should check out. It's called Understood Explains. This season of the show is hosted by teacher and special education expert Juliana Urtube, and it's all about how to navigate individual education plans, also known as IEPs. The latest season of Understood Explains covers topics like how to tell if your child needs an IEP and it busts common myths about special education. As a parent myself of a child who's had an IEP since kindergarten and he's now a 10th grader, I know how confusing, overwhelming, frustrating, sometimes daunting the whole process can be. I checked out an episode of Understood Explains called The Difference Between IEPs and 504 Plans. And what I love about it is how easily Juliana explains everything. She answers common questions that probably every parent or caregiver has. She dispels myths and is concise and to the point. To listen to Understood Explains, search for Understood Explains in your podcast app. That's Understood Explains. And there's a direct link in the show notes if you need it. It's almost like the whole world just stops and you're just like in this beautiful moment of flow. That is your purpose, no matter what that is. And that changes. I mean, who knows? Like 10 years from now, I could be doing something totally different and that's okay. As long as, as long as you are, and I love that you said the word fulfilled. You're listening to Make Some Noise Podcast, episode number 547 with guest Wendy Valentine. Welcome to Make Some Noise Podcast, your guide for strategies, tools, and insight to empower yourself. I'm your host, Andrea Owen, global speaker, entrepreneur, life coach since 2007, and author of three books that have been translated into 18 languages and are available in 22 countries. Each week, I'll bring you a guest or a lesson that will help you maximize unshakable confidence, master resilience, and make some noise in your life. You ready? Let's go. Hey, everyone. Welcome to another episode of the podcast. I am so glad that you are here. I have a couple of funny kind of interesting things to share with you. The first one is who wants a signed, personalized signed copy of my book? I have some inventory on my hands that I would like to offload and let's make it a win-win for everybody. All of, I'm just going to send you guys to like one link from here on out. <laughs> Anything that I'm talking about here is going to be at andreaowen.com slash links. That's where everything is. And that is where the link is for you to uh, buy one of my personalized sign books. I rarely do this. So if you want one, get on it. And yeah, it's over there. Thank you very much. The other kind of funny thing is... I told you a few months back that I was switching over ad agencies and it required this huge undertaking of pulling old ads from old episodes. And, you know, anyway, it doesn't, the details are probably boring to you. But at any rate, I have gone back into the archives from 2013 and listened to episodes. I don't know what happened to the first like 12. I honestly don't know. I'm going to have to ask my team what happened, but I know it starts around 13 or 14. There's some solo episodes and there's some interviews. And oh my God, you guys, it is painful to listen to. First of all, the audio is shit. I had 
you know, a really inexpensive microphone. I had, I had no idea I'd be like a professional podcaster, which is questionable now. I try my best. And so I had this like, you know, inexpensive microphone and I just, you can tell I'm just not media trained. Maybe I'm being too hard on myself as we, as we do sometimes. The, I, I wanted to just like scrap all of it. And I was like, oh my God, this is so bad. It's so bad. I did a little bit of editing here and there and some of it, but hardly anything at all. So please forgive if you go back and listen. It's a lot of giggling on my end. I guess I just was excited. It's a lot of just bad, just not edited well. Oh, anyway. So for those of you that listened to those and then came back, thank you from the bottom of my heart. And you know what? I'm going to put a silver lining on this. Listening to those episodes is just more evidence of how, you know, we progress and we get better at things and then we have more confidence. Although back then I had so much delusional confidence, I'd love to have some of that back. Anyway, I have come a long way. We have come a long way over here on the podcast. So thank you. And if you want some entertainment, go back and listen to those first few episodes. Okay, so I told you about the personalized signed books that you can get at andreaowen.com slash links and my old podcast episodes. I am so excited about today's guest. Wendy had me on her show and we were instantly friends and she has given me some great advice as I navigate through my divorce. By the way, did you listen to the mini-sode that I dropped on Friday? The last episode before this one? Okay, if you haven't. You might want to go listen to it. It's all hypothetical, of course. Anyway, Wendy Valentine is amazing. I love her and I know that you will love her. And so let's just jump in. I'm going to stop talking. Let me tell you a little bit about her. Wendy Valentine, writer, motivational speaker, master coach, and host of the Midlife Makeover Show, ranked in the top two and a half percent in the world out of three million podcasts and number one in midlife on iTunes and Spotify is a champion for midlifers. Since Wendy's own midlife revolution, she's been helping people all over the world navigate challenges over 50 to create their best second half of life. Wendy enjoys cooking, dancing, writing, RVing, hiking, traveling the world, laughing with her three sons and making people smile. And she's going to make you smile. She makes me smile. So without further ado, here is Wendy. Wendy, welcome to the show. Thank you, Andrea. It is I, I'm so honored to be here. I uh, you're my hero. Oh, same, same. Mutual, mutual. And I have been on your show. Well, let's drop the the link to that episode out from your show because it was a good it was a good episode. I love your it I was. love your podcast, and I know I have a lot of listeners who are in that midlife place who would really benefit from your work and, and, and your show. And so I want to start there. Like, how did you, cause <laughs> you talk about in your work that you went from a midlife crisis to a midlife awakening. So what did that look like? What was your, what was your crisis? Oh my gosh. Well, first of all, yes. Thank you so much for having me on here. Wendy Valentine, host of the Midlife Makeover Show, <laughs> writer, soon to be author, just like you. I cannot wait. So yes, what got me here to this point, let's rewind five years ago, roughly, I was laying on my bathroom floor, not sitting, yeah. I was laying, bawling my eyes out, and I probably sound like an old country song, but my dog died, my cat died, oh, no. <laughs> my brother died, my marriage died, and I was slowly 
dying as well. Yeah. Needless you to say- You were in your 40s I, at this point, right? Yeah, I was about 40. Let's see. Well, I'm 50 now, so 45. Okay. Yep. Uh, nest was almost empty. I was incredibly depressed. I was unemployed. Had a mound of debt, mm-hmm. like probably 150000 plus. Mm-hmm. And yeah, needless to say, I was depressed, having panic attacks, anxiety. Did not know- what I wanted to do with the rest of my life. And I did not know my purpose. Yeah. So yeah, I was bawling my eyes out. And then kind of funny, out of the blue, I have this vision of driving an RV across the country. (laughs) Out of the blue. And like, I'm all about epiphanies and synchronicities and aha moments. But I was like, what is that? But then after I had the thought, I was like, well, that's kind of a nice, exciting thought. So I was like, I sat up, leaned up against the shower door, and I imagined myself driving this brand new sleek RV. Cause you know, if you're going to get an RV, it might as well, like, <laughs> might, as well be a, might as well be a glamper, right? So I'm driving an RV across the country off into the desert because I love driving out in Arizona. And I wasn't just imagining the RV and the scenery around me, but I was imagining who I would be. Mm -hmm. And I was so happy in this vision and this dream. And I not only could I see myself smiling, but I could feel it. And I felt like a new woman. Mm -hmm. And I, I was sitting in there thinking, I'm like, I want that. I, I want it. Like it was what it came down to was just the freedom to be me. And to live my life my way. Mm-hmm. But then I was like, well, shit, how am I going to make this happen? How am I actually going to do all this considering the circumstances that I was in? Right. right. And then I thought to myself, well, wait a minute, Wendy, you have two choices. Like here, I was at this crossroads. Like, what is the Robert Frost quote of um, the two the road roads? The road, mm-hmm. Yeah. Road less. Mm-hmm. I was like, okay. The road that I traveled the most in my life at that point was the road, honestly, of monotony and misery. And it was like one pile of crap after another. And I thought to myself, it takes just as much energy to stay there on the floor, bawling my eyes out, rather than just getting up. (laughs) You know what I mean? True. And going after my dreams. Because I had always, I was like, oh my gosh, it's what if I have to change my life? I have to do this and I have to, maybe I have to get out of this relationship or maybe I have to get a new job. Like, oh my mm-hmm. God, that's so much trouble. And every single time I would stop myself, but I never changed. I never evolved and I never got to be the woman that I wanted to be. So I was like, you know what, damn it. Let's just go for it. So I got up, I went, I created a resume because I did not have one. Mm-hmm. And within four weeks, I was packing up the U-Haul truck, moving to Chicago. I was living in Virginia at the time, moved to Chicago, took a job I was not crazy about, but I took the job because I was like, well, maybe this will help me get to that dream life that I wanted. Yeah. So I was selling homes in Chicago and within 18 months, I got out of debt, Nice. um, regained my independence my confidence. And I bought an RV on a Sunday night and I quit my job on Monday. Wow. 
Okay. Yeah. Okay. And then <laughs> within two months after that, I, I traveled for a little bit, had some fun. And then I started the midlife makeover show. I have so many questions. <laughs> That's a lot. <laughs> okay. Well, I want, I want to start here because I have a pretty strong opinion about purpose and I'm curious what your take is on it. I feel like we spend a lot of time overthinking purpose and putting a little bit too much pressure on ourselves to find the thing, you know, this like, yeah, this like, you know, golden ticket of fulfillment that we're going to find. Yeah. A, what is your take on that? And um, do you think that people have like one purpose to find? Great question. I've been thinking about that a lot, actually. I used I used to think, oh, I just have one purpose. There's this one thing. It. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I and I think I've made myself so just crazy trying mm-hmm. to find the one thing. I think your purpose changes. Yeah. And I think the main thing is that you find you know your strengths. You just you need to let that shine no matter what it is that you do. And we all know those things that really truly make us happy. We're like even right now in this moment, right? Like I I could I don't even know if I need to eat or what what's you know what I mean? I like pee. Yeah. Yes, exactly. Like you're so in the flow and enjoying it so much you could care like it's almost like the whole world just stops. Mm-hmm. And you're just like in this beautiful moment of flow, that is your purpose, no matter what that is. And that changes. I mean, who knows? Like 10 years from now, I could be doing something totally different. Yeah. And that's okay. Yeah. As long as, as long as you are, and I love that you said the word fulfilled. And, and that's that's really what it comes down to. And I, I, I try not to make my explanation too complicated, but I just really yeah. want to emphasize that I think we overthink it. I think we think there's this one thing. And, and, and as soon as we find that, then all of our dreams are going to come true. We're going to feel healed yeah. and happy and safe and grounded and all these things that we're on a quest for our entire lives. Yes. My thought on that is no, there's not just one thing. Because exactly like you said, we we go through so many different seasons of our life and mm-hmm. it might change. And I think that's directly attributed to that our values change. So as long as you're living your life as best you can, honoring and leaning into your values, what's important about mm-hmm. the way you live your life and that your path, like the entire journey is your purpose. So you right. get to make that whatever you want it to be. Like that's the beauty yes. of it is like that you're in charge. And yeah. when I when I realized that it took off, because I, I remember thinking like, oh, motherhood is going to be my purpose. And then I right. had kids and I was like, wait, this isn't it. And then I felt <laughs> shitty. <laughs> it's the same thing about how I feel about my children, but like motherhood was not it. I never attended one PTA meeting. No. Oh, I'm on the PTA. That's that's not. Yeah, I don't mind that. It's just like the day to day. I have such, I have such reverence for women who love being stay at home mothers. Partly yes. because I never loved it. I didn't love the job. Exactly. And you know what? Too, I think especially when you get to your 40s and 50s, when the nest is starting to become empty, your career might be changing, um, your body's changing. Hello, like if only we could put a pause on menopause. But but in midlife, things change whether you like it or not. Mm -hmm. It's going to change. Your body's changing. Your your mind is changing. Your relationships are changing. Your home is changing. Everything is changing. 
So again, it's like kind of going back to that moment of me on the floor. I'm like, well, you know what? If, if things are changing, let's let's make the best of it. Yeah. Let's go ahead and let's go all out. And 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 why not? I mean, life life is I it's so cliche. Life is short, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, and it like it's like a microsecond. And I think of, yeah. I mean, my my ex-husband died at 26. Ex-ex, <sighs> my first husband died at 26 years old. And I always think about him. I'm like, he never even got to midlife, yeah. like, or his midlife, I guess, if he was 13, right? That was the yeah. middle of his life. And my brother died at 49. I like, we don't know. Like, there's something that you're wanting to do. Go for it. Mm-hmm. I mean, what's the worst that could happen? Like, whoopsie, I didn't like it. Yeah. You know, like, oh, well. So next. Right. Yeah. Well, what's your advice for people who are listening to your story and they're inspired by it, but they don't necessarily either have the means or resources or desire to, you know, either leave their marriage or do something grand, like buy an RV. And like, what if they, what if they like that, like, but on a smaller scale, like what tips do you have for them for, for kind of like jumping off the diving board? Yeah. So we talked about this before, but uh leap in the net will appear. And it's funny. I remember you were saying on the show, um, you're like, well, maybe it doesn't appear. Like the net doesn't go. But I think, yeah, but I think, so for me, I think you are the net. Exactly. It is -hmm. is trusting yourself. So it doesn't, you don't have like, my dream's going to be different than your dream. And everybody out, out there listening, your dreams are all different. But your dream is your dream. Mm-hmm. And just start taking the steps, like little by little, step by step, you'll make it happen, right? Like it did, mine didn't happen overnight. And it's, it's all, we're a work in progress. You're not like, okay, I'm done. I've arrived. Right, right. <laughs> I'm still like, okay, now what? Now what yeah. am I going to do? But that's what makes life so exciting mm-hmm. is that you can just, you, that's what it is. It is about trusting yourself. And I think one of the greatest lessons I learned when I was starting off on this whole journey was about the cheerleader and the critic in my head. Okay. And my goal was to, cause we all have the the voices in our heads that are like constant, like, dun, 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 dun. and until you get quiet enough and become mindful, and you watch that ticker tape going across in your mind of all the voices that are in there, until you stop and like really listen to how you talk to yourself. I mean, I was amazed. I was like, what am I saying to myself? Like, am I so mean to myself? And I started listening, not just to the critic, but also to the cheerleader. And my goal was, I was like, dang it, I'm going to make that cheerleader louder than the critic. I want the the roar of the cheerleader. And I became my own best friend, my own cheerleader, my own coach, right? Mm-hmm. And once I started really being kind to myself and loving myself, that's when things really started to change. And let me just say, though, too, you might have a grand vision of something, And maybe that ends up not happening. Maybe along the way you pivot and you go to something else and that's okay. Like you can give yourself permission to take a different route. Oh, I love all of that. Okay. We have to take a break, but when we come back, I want to ask you about that whole, like being kind to yourself thing. And I also want to ask you about getting unstuck. So we'll be right back. 
Trying to find the perfect gift for someone special in your life, maybe for Mother's Day, but feeling overwhelmed? Finding a unique gift that they'll love that's personal and that they won't already have can be the ultimate challenge. That's why I'm so excited I've discovered Songfinch. It's an amazing, thoughtful gift, and it's easy and fun to make. Songfinch lets you create an original radio-quality song inspired by your own life and the people you love. It's completely unique, personal, and lasts forever. I had Songfinch make me a song about my dad, which was a gift to myself. This was such a personal song for me, and I was a little skeptical the artist could capture the emotion I wanted. But during the process, they have you share some personal details about your relationship with the person you're creating the song for. Then Songfinch, musician of your choice, you get to pick based on samples they have, will write, record, and produce your original song in just four to seven days. I love my song so much. I was so emotional when I listened to it. I had no changes. It's perfect. Whether your song is for Father's Day, an upcoming graduation, wedding, or anniversary, or even just a gift to show your loved one how much you care, start your song now to lock in one of Songfinch's top artists. For a limited time, Songfinch is letting our listeners upload their song to Spotify for free so you and the lucky person you gift it to can listen to it anywhere, anytime. Go to songfinch.com noise and start your song. After you purchase, you'll be prompted to add Spotify streaming for your original song for free, a $50 value. Again, my URL is songfinch.com slash noise. Don't forget to share your song with us too. songfinch.com slash noise. There's definitely been times in my life where my paycheck ran out before I got paid again, and I wish I could have accessed my next paycheck a few days before I was due to get it. Well, what if I told you that can happen with Earnin? Earnin is an app that gives you access to your pay as you work up to $100 per day or up to $750 per pay period. Just download the Earnin app and verify your paycheck. Then access up to $100 a day as you work and leave an optional tip. Any money you access plus tips are automatically repaid from your next paycheck. You can use Earnin for anything you need to, therapy visits, rent, or even extra self-help books. Make Earnin a part of your financial routine and join Earnin's over three and a half million customers who say things like, when I think about Earnin, I think about financial stability and security. It gives me a lot of peace of mind. Download Earnin today, spelled E-A-R-N-I-N in the Google Play or Apple App Store. When you download the Earnin app, type in noise under podcast when you sign up. It really helps the show. Noise under podcast. Subject to your available earnings, location, daily max, and pay period max. See earnin.com slash TOS for details. Earnin is a financial technology company, not a bank. Bank products are issued by Evolve Bank and Trust, member FDIC. All right. You were just talking about the the cheerleader in your head versus the inner critic, which we, we talk a decent amount over here about that. But I always love to get other people's take on it because sometimes I can say the same thing over and over again, but it takes some other expert coming on here for the people in the audience <laughs> to actually get it. So you were talking about, I want to focus on, you were saying, I started to get really kind to myself. Were there specific steps or tips and tools that really helped you do that? Because I know for a lot of people that can feel like insurmountable. Yes. And and I totally agree. Uh, two things, meditation and journaling. Ah, so, the old favorites. I, I <laughs> can't classics, escape it. But I mean, you know, they work, right? Yeah. My routine was I get up in the morning, make a cup of coffee because that's priority. And I would without like, I went straight to my little table with like, you can even see them here. I know everybody else can see them, but I have this little bucket of colored pins. Mm-hmm. I'd grab my journal and I would not think not, not even I'm like I'd take maybe one sip of coffee and I would write just 
anything unfiltered, put it onto the page, whether it was happy thoughts, sad thoughts, angry. Sometimes they were like, oh, I'm so bored. I don't know. I'm not excited. I mean, I would just be blah, 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 whatever. I'd write one whole page. I'd close the journal. And then that was it. I never reread my journals, by the way. Interesting fact, while we're on the topic, I leave my journals in airports. <laughs> what? I've never heard such a thing. No, we need to make a movie out of it. But yeah, I, I leave my journal. You don't have to do this. But the way I look at it, I it's gone. It's like the past is past, right? And I want, even if it's my thoughts that might help somebody else out there, and who knows where all my journals are. I mean, it's been years mm-hmm. and years I've been doing this, and I will leave journals and Paris or Chicago or my bet is there's going to be a TikTok where there someone's going to find it and they're going to be like we need to find this lady or this person and they're going to like read some experts and then TikTok's going to get to work and they're going to find you but yeah but my point is is to let go okay right just let go of it whether you put it in the garbage where either you put it on a shelf it doesn't matter it's up to you but get it out of your system get the Mm -hmm. thoughts out onto the page through journaling, you end up discovering so much about yourself and what you want and things that all of a sudden, like visions of driving an RV across the country might bubble up to the surface or whatever that is. And then as far as meditation, I think of it more of just being mindful. I mean, we think of meditation of just sitting there in silence and that's not really the case. It's really just about observing your thoughts mm-hmm. and the space between your thoughts. The space between the, yeah, all of that. I, I love that take on meditation. It seems to take the pressure off of it. I have a different yeah. perspective on journaling and I I love yours and I've heard people who burn them, who, yeah. um, you know, throw them away or do some kind of ritual with it. I've always kept mine. And the reason that I like to do that is a couple of things. I like to look back on them, even from, I mean, I still have, I have my diary from when I was in elementary school, which is hilarious. Which is a play-by-play of all the boys that I had crushes on and roller skating rinks. (laughs) The times I was like mad at my mom (laughs) because she wouldn't let me do something. I like to look back on them to realize how far I have come. Yeah. Maturity wise, my thoughts um, and the really dark places that I was in, like how much I've healed or even like how I'm back in the same place and it just looks different Like, and I can see my patterns. And also I like to look back with such compassion for the girl or young woman that I was before and just, you know, it's it's helped me do self-forgiveness work. It's helped me do... Um, self-mothering. It's helped me, you know, just like shadow work, like all of those things. So I think it really depends on the person. I just wanted to yeah. to tell people like there are options. For, yep. But the point is, is like, do your journaling. Mm-hmm. Do your journaling. You heard it from Wendy and Andrea, your big sisters. <laughs> do your journaling. Your big sisters. You know what too? I, I will also want to say one of the greatest things that you can do if you're, if you're stuck, do something. Mm-hmm. Just take action. Even if you don't think it's the right action, just do something. Because for me, when I look back, you know, five years ago, when I was so depressed, I could barely get out of bed every day. Yeah. And I found I was like, this is awful. Yeah. I mean, I was depressed by my own depression. I was like, this is not fun. And I thought, I've got to do something. And you know what? Let me, I, I know I told you this story before, but during the peak of this whole thing, I 
forced myself to get out of the house. And I went down to Colonial Williamsburg, where I was living at the time, and went into the bookstore. I got a little latte. Uh, and I was walking around the bookstore and I went to the personal development section, which is my mm-hmm. section. <laughs> Same. <laughs> and I was like, I need a new book. I yeah. need a new book. And I looked oh, Deepak Chopra, Wayne. I read them all. I've read every single one of them. I was like, oh, man, but have you read Andrea Owen? Not <laughs> the thing. Like there I see bright pink. I seem like, what is this? And I pull it out and I was like, 52 ways to live a kick-ass life. Is that right? And that was yeah. called. Uh-huh. Yep. And I had the thought of kick-ass life. I was like, what does that mean? And I'll admit at the time, because I was in such a deep depression, I was like, I don't deserve to live a kick-ass life. Ooh. Okay. Yep. That was my thought. I was like, who am I mm-hmm. to read a book about living a kick-ass life when I don't, I don't think I could do that. I put you, I put you back on the shelf, girl. Okay. And I walked out to the I almost walked out. And there's something I was like, no, I'm going back. And I went and bought your book. And so sometimes again, taking action, even if it is going to the bookstore and getting a cup of coffee and getting mm-hmm. a new book. And I kind of want to cry right now, but you never know. Whether it's a book or those words or a person or something that you do that can completely just start to just start the shift Mm -hmm. towards living a good life, a kick-ass life. Yeah. So thank you. You're welcome. I wrote it for you. Yeah, well, thank you. (laughs) I I, I love that. And I want to dig in a little bit more about thank you also for that. I I always, people always... well, sometimes people hesitate to tell me those stories because they're they'll say like, "Oh, I know you hear this all the time," and I'm like, "I actually don't. Like, I don't." And I, <laughs> I appreciate every DM, every email, every you know when people come up to me after speaking events and and tell me stories like that because I I do think it's serendipitous and that the yeah. universe is winking at you for whatever reason. So I want to I want to ask you a little bit more about like the becoming unstuck thing. And you said, you know, do something. And and your example, I love. What advice do you have for people who? are kind of like in that place where it's a big decision to make, where they're not so much uh, feeling stuck and don't know what to do, but they're feeling stuck in a decision where they're like, they don't know if it's like leaving their job or leaving their marriage or wanting to move out of their hometown that they where their family is. Like those people who have that kind of like paralyzed indecision, do you have any tips or advice for them? Yeah. Analysis is paralysis, first of all, because you can think about it you know, forever. And that's not going to change anything. You have to think about if you don't do it, what's going to happen if you don't do it and you stay where you're at? Like, what if I, what if, what if I had not gotten up off that bathroom floor? Right. Mm -hmm. What if I had stayed right where I was at? I didn't do anything. Where would I be right now? It's awful. I can't even think I like that's Uh, like, ah. and again, going back to what I was saying, you do have to remember you know, life is short. And mm-hmm. and what will you do with your one wild and precious life, right? You get one. You yeah. don't get two, four, five, or six. Like, this is it, honey. Like, it's it's make a move. Do something. I don't believe in mistakes. I only believe in retakes. Lessons. So, yeah. So if you go for it, it's okay. 
Mm-hmm. Again, like going back to what we were saying, if if you end up not liking it, totally fine. I posted something on Instagram today about, I think of life as a buffet. You go up there, you sample what you want. You know, like you told me you this like before. It, it's like one of yeah, my favorite If you metaphors. like it, great. Mm-hmm. But it's, you know, go back for seconds, thirds, more like, woohoo. Now, you know, you like that or go sample something and like, ooh, dang, I do not like that. No, thank you. Fine. Mm-hmm. Set it to the side. Let the let the server take it back. You know, I mean, if you think about the world with all the things that you can do and and the person that you can become, the possibilities are endless. They are. And I think that I think also where people get stuck. I don't know if this was your experience. It certainly has been mine is that we desire certainty, I think, more than anything. Like sometimes Mm. that can feel more appealing than the result that we actually want. Do you know what I mean? (laughs) Yeah, I do. And you know what? That's one thing that I have been working on a lot myself is letting go Mm. and releasing control, detaching from the outcome and, and just allowing things to, to be what they are. And, and most importantly, allowing people to be who they are. And (laughs) One of the quotes are, well, it's a prayer, I guess, that got me through my tough times was the serenity prayer. And God grant me the serenity to accept the things I cannot change, the courage to change the things that I can, and the wisdom to know the difference. Mm-hmm. So I I mean, I'm a fixer. I like to fix stuff. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I like to try to fix people. <laughs> and one of the things I realized in life was like, yeah, can't do it. People are going to be who they are. Uh, sometimes situations are just going to be what they are. And I would always go back to that serenity prayer and go, all right, Wendy, what can you control? Mm -hmm. What can you do? (laughs) As one codependent to another, I see you. (laughs) I see you, sister. You see me. I see you. (laughs) Yeah. Surrender. I know I've I've said this a million times. I got the word surrender tattooed on my arm in my own handwriting in 2016 after my dad died because I had never lost anyone before in my life. And it was, he went fairly mm. quickly and the grief that I experienced was an experience I had never known before and was brand new to me. Yeah. And also, you know, I've, I've talked about it on the podcast, but it, that word has come to mean so much more to me now, just, you know, surrendering, mm-hmm. surrendering to my own journey, sur- you know, giving people the dignity of their own journey and not feeling like I know what's best and and really, truly accepting people for who they are and knowing that they're going to do their best. And and if they if, yeah. if their best is shit, in my opinion, then what boundaries do I need to set? So sur- the surrender. Exactly. Um, yeah. The concept of it, I think, can lead to so much self-kindness and just the releasing of just the grip mm-hmm. that we have on things. Yeah. And, and it relieves worry and the stress and the frustration. And yeah, I think there's this perception of surrender of it being something weak, like as if you're, you're waving the white yeah. flag and you're surrendering and it's mm-hmm. not, it actually, it takes a lot of strength to just surrender. And isn't it nice though, when you're when you're friends with someone or you're with someone that just allows you to just be who you are. Yeah. It's and like that freedom oh, that nice? of letting go of the outcome. And I think that what comes with that, I don't know if this has been your experience, but I think the reason I still struggle with it, I'm not going to pretend I have it done mm-hmm. by any means, is the element of self-trust that is required in order to know without a doubt 
that if things don't turn, because you're going to surrender to what might happen. And if and when things Mm -hmm. don't turn out the way that you want them to what's ideal to you, you know, you are going to be okay. There's a great line from um, Sky Full of Song from Florence and the Machine, which I, her lyrics are just magical. And she says, um, I'm going to be free and I'm going to be fine, but maybe not tonight. And to me, Mm -hmm. that says like, some things are going to fucking suck. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) To put it bluntly. I'm not going to say like, it's all going to be okay. Sometimes it's not. Eventually you will recover. Yeah. And you know what too? Uh, I think that everything works out the way it's supposed to work out. Mm -hmm. So there's that like full of quotes today. Uh, the, the, The quote from Steve Jobs of you cannot connect the dots looking forward you can only connect them looking backwards Mm -hmm. so if you look back in your life and even like the shittiest of shittiest of times that you're like god and as you're going through it you're like oh this is awful this is like this is not turning out right for me but if you look back at that moment and at that dot in your life if you will if you wouldn't be you would have met whatever your spouse you wouldn't have ended up having your children you wouldn't have ended up living where you are now etc cetera, etc cetera. so to me as i look back at my life i'm like oh thank god for that moment on the bathroom floor when i was bawling my eyes out like thank god for mm-hmm. that and and then now it makes it easier in the present moment if i do have something crappy that's going on in my life which sometimes I do, and I definitely will, because we all will. Like it, it's it's just embracing it and going, okay, I'm here on this little dot, right, mm-hmm. <laughs> on this little, this little planet pathway in my life. Yeah, and someday I'll look back at this moment and go, okay, I realize why that happened. Mm-hmm. Got it. Yeah, and and I think that's that's the key, right? I mean, uh, the midlife crisis to midlife awakening, it's perspective. It's not a crisis. It is an awakening. Like use that as an opportunity to awaken your soul and uh, and uh, and reignite your strengths and 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 your spirit. Everything. Mm-hmm. So it midlife is such a great any time of life, really. But midlife, especially because there are so many things going on in your life, it's a great time to just reset and regroup and revisit your values and figure out new things that you want to do in life. Yeah. It sounds like this is what you're saying too. It's and the perspective topic is that I like to look at really difficult times in my life with the caveat of there are some egregious things that happen to us, like the death of a child, Mm -hmm. awful things like war and terrorism and things like that. You know, that's excluded from what I'm talking about, but there are some challenges right. in our life where maybe not when it's acute, <laughs> but mm-hmm. when you're out of the weeds a little bit, like you can look at that, like your Hogwarts invitation, you know, the owl has come to give it for any Harry Potter fans out there. The, you have been given an invitation to show, to show up truly in your life. I mean, that's how I yes. turned my whole life upside down and changed everything and kind of burned it down and, you know, have continued to do that throughout my life. But it's it's yeah. really about um, just switching that perspective. So I hear you. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, sometimes, yeah, you do have to deconstruct your life sometimes to reconstruct. Mm-hmm. I mean, mm-hmm. I did. I had to tear a lot of things down. And even after that moment that I had, that moment of awakening, there was even more things that had to crumble. Mm-hmm. In, in order for me to get where I am today, that had to happen. Yeah. And I had to embrace that. But Here's the thing, as far as resiliency, you 
you don't, you're just not like born that way. Like you have to become resilient and you become resilient by, you have to get out there. You have to push yourself and you have to believe that you are strong and that you can handle it because you can. Yeah. I mean, and think of a moment in your life, uh, a, a difficult moment in your life where you did get through mm-hmm. it. Everybody has And one. you think, yeah, exactly. I mean, hello, if you've had a children. Yeah. Or even if you've just yeah, like reached middle age, like you've been through yes. some stuff. You've been through a lot. So believe that you can do it. You'll get through yeah. it. And I mean, just just look for the nuggets as you're going through it, because there, there will be some wonderful things that you'll discover about yourself and about life and about other people. And, and that's what you need to hold on to. Mm-hmm. Let's yeah. take one more break. And when we come back, I want to ask you about your upcoming book. And you have like these seven steps to finding freedom that I'm going to ask you about. So we'll be right back. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the must not take yourself too seriously and 6-1 since that matters. And what do I even say other than, hey, <sighs> Well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble with exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Oh, hey, everybody. It's us, Blair and Molly, your old pals from Toddler Purgatory, two moms who are also actors, who are also creative beings, who sometimes feel stuck. And now we're back with a whole new podcast about unsticking it, launching in January. What happens when life gets in the way of our creativity instead of nourishing it? We talk to all sorts of guests about how to break through the mucky, gluey, sticky wall that can get between you and your creativity. We hear about their journeys, their successes, their challenges, and even their bougie coffee shop orders. So join us, won't you, as we deep dive into how to unstick ourselves from the life gunk that can get in the way of our creative freedom. Get out of there, life gunk. Let us help you get back to your best creative self. Look for Unsticking It with Blair and Molly. Wherever you listen to podcasts starting in January, Unsticking It with Blair and Molly. Because sometimes life sucks. Unsticking It. Okay, so your upcoming book, what is the name of it? Well, that's a good question. Oh, is question. it not? Is it in progress? Okay. Maybe maybe we'll take a poll here and see what everybody thinks. We're thinking like the great midlife awakening, the midlife Something around midlife. Okay. Okay. Yeah. TBD. But, it, but it's the seven, yeah, seven steps to find your freedom and reinvent, and reinvent your, your life. life. So and these are the yeah. seven steps that you took. That. So can you, can you kind of walk us through yep. and like briefly tell us what each one looks like? Yeah. So freedom is an acronym. Mm -hmm. Um, F is free yourself. Basically, the point in that step is to find the clarity of where to start, right? Because we can become so overwhelmed with all the changes that you have to make. You know, like, oh my God, where do I even start? And then also, you know, reigniting those strengths that you have, your gifts, your talents. Um, so that is mainly in the free yourself section. And then the next step is R, which is reset. So s- pushing that reset button, um, figuring out the things in your life that are helping uh, or maybe hindering things that are holding you back in life, kind of uh, leaving that baggage behind, if you will. Mm-hmm. And then E, ooh, I like E, uh, E is envision. vision. 
E is envisioning what you want in your life. Like you're free to dream of, of whatever it is that you want. And then I actually, I take you through a whole process of how to reverse engineer your dream and how to make things happen. And then the next E is experiment and explore, which is, I know that's kind of like the life is a buffet and, and getting out there and just trying new things. D is detach, which we talked about that quite a bit of letting go. And O is own it. That's a lot about setting boundaries, no more people pleasing, Mm -hmm. good, good, fun stuff like that. Owning who you are and the person that you're becoming. And then M is master it because you have to continue to reinvent yourself as you go along. I think of it as uh, like our iPhones, right? Or whatever phone that you have. Like they're constantly coming out with new versions. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> You're like, gosh, dang it. I just around. got a new uh-huh. one. Yeah. So same thing. You have to create a, a new version of yourself and constantly upgrade yourself. Because why? Because life is changing. Everything around you is changing. And we should always be striving to become the next best version of ourselves. I'm super curious. I love that. I love a good acronym. But I'm curious, like with the women that you take through this process, are there any of those steps where people get stuck or have the most trouble Uh, with? You know what it is? I think a lot of it is the courage part in trusting in themselves. Yeah. Um, so it, it's interesting because I, as I was working on the book the other day, I, I love the fact that it's it's a workbook, really. I mean, you got to mm-hmm. work at Good. it. Good. Right? I love those. Yeah. Yeah. Enough with the fluff. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yes. I love a good fluffy book. But nowadays, I really do think that people are like, okay, that's great and all. I love a good quote. I love this and love, you know, but show me how to do it. So, and that's why it's steps. So you have to start, like it goes, it's a progressive type of, you know, process through the whole thing. So it does show you how to actually do it. And courage, you have to just, you have to keep taking action. Yeah. And and it's amazing. Like, even though, if, even if you don't feel like it, mm-hmm. I didn't feel like doing so many things mm-hmm. <laughs> through my, throughout my entire journey, but I pushed myself to do it because I knew that if I didn't, I would be so upset with myself. Yeah. When, after I asked you that question, what came to me, and I, I wonder if this is true, but my, my guess is that it really depends on the person going through it and like what's happening in your life, how you're wired, what your person, like what your history is of taking action Mm -hmm. steps and things like that. I know that for many of us, not everybody, but for many of us, it sounds like you and I have a similar story where something goes down in your life. Like something goes awry that you were not expecting and then they find personal development. Maybe they've dabbled in it before, but have never really jumped in. And then that's when they de- right. they decide to really dig in and look at it and do the work, you know, capital D, mm-hmm. capital W, do the work and, and really <laughs> start to take action and then maybe go through, you know, this like the steps that you have or, you know, my books and things like that. Right. And it works to varying extents. But then there are the people who mm-hmm. maybe don't have like these egregious circumstances and mm-hmm. they their journey might look a little bit different. Maybe they sort of like wade into the shallow end first and like splash around in the kiddie pool. It's like, right. I wanted to say all that because it doesn't matter. 
Like, and not, neither is good or bad, better or worse. Right. Like whatever your journey is, is absolutely right for you. In the very last chapter of 52 Ways to Live a Kick-Ass Life, that's what I talk about. Like, that's the whole chapter. It's like, okay, now that you've read all this, it, I want to I make sure you know that, like, you are exactly where you need to be. Oh, yeah, for sure. Yeah. And there's no, there's no deadline. There's no timeline, right? Mm-hmm. And it's, it's whenever, it's all up to you. It's there's no right way or wrong way. And I think it is a lot about just trusting your ability to do it no matter what that is and how that looks like to each person. Yes. Yeah. Thank you for saying that. We need to wrap up. Is there anything that you want to circle back to to make sure just add to the conversation to make sure that you feel complete before we close? I just want to express gratitude, actually. I'm grateful to be in this moment. And I'm so grateful to be here with you and to speak to everyone here today, because I do want to stress that you can do anything that you want to do. You just have, you, you do have to believe that about yourself. Mm -hmm. A hundred percent. Thank you. And I just wanted to tag on to that gratitude for you being here and also all the listeners who choose to spend their time with us. That just makes me so incredibly thankful. And remember everyone, it's our life's journey to make ourselves better humans and our life's responsibility to make the world a better place. But before we go, I can't believe I almost forgot to ask you, where can people find you? Oh, yeah. So uh, wendyvalentine.com, that's my website. And that's pretty much all of my handles, Instagram, YouTube, Pinterest, you name it. Uh, Wendy Valentine. The show is the Midlife Makeover yes. Show. So you can also just, yeah. And you can also just go to the midlifemakeovershow.com. But we talk about relationships, health, mindset, you name it. We're talking about it. Amazing. Thank you so much, everyone. And all those links will be in the show notes. Until next time, we will see you next week. Bye. Hey, everyone. Thanks again so much for listening. I am currently filling up my schedule for speaking gigs for fall 2023 and winter. So if you are somebody that works for a company or owns a company where you do events, you do sales kickoffs, things like that, and you need an amazing keynote speaker... I might be your girl. So if you head on over to andreaowen.com slash speaking, you can see more of my topics and my speaking reel. And also there's a contact page there. Even if you think that, oh, I can't afford somebody as amazing and as famous as Andrea Owen, (laughs) fill it out anyway. Let's hop on the phone. We may be able to work something out. If it is a perfect fit, I am more than happy to negotiate something that works for everyone. So andreaowen.com slash speaking. No one told us the truth about parenthood. Why? This is the podcast everyone needed before they had kids because now that those little ones are here, there is a lot to unpack. I'm Rachel Shepardota, and I am your host for the podcast, No One Told Us, where we tell the truth about parenting and let you in on all the stuff you really should have known about before having kids. I am the founder of Hey Sleepy Baby, but this podcast is so much more than sleep. We'll be diving into all the topics that you really care about and need to know while you do your best job raising those adorable, tidy humans. Our goal is to just make you feel less alone and less overwhelmed. There are so many things that no one tells us before becoming a parent, and I think that we should really pull back the curtain on becoming a first-time or second-time mom or dad. 
to share the good, the bad, and the ugly. We'll have a little education, a little fun, and a whole lot of heart that goes into each and every episode. So join me and our amazing guests each week to hear us talk about what no one told us.